<laughs> Sometimes you just miss greatness. Like right before I'm ready to press record, you just drop a pearl on me that I'm just like, God damn it. Wish I could have that one back. Yeah, that pearl necklace. <laughs> Don't leave. Oh, no, that's got sexual connotations. <laughs> I actually just learned what that was like within the past couple years. What? I, yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard the term before. Yeah. <clears throat> Somehow missed that one. What about the octopus? You know what that is? Learn today what an octopus is. No, 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 in the in the the sexual realm. Is that like eight dudes and one chick? I don't know. What? <laughs> so it's just like a really sea life adjacent term for a gangbang? That's my guess. I got no, I don't know. Sea life adjacent gangbang. Well, like, that know, actually like strangely It's a gangbang in an ocean villa. Strangely fits what I what I was considering, which would just be like some hentai tentacle thing oh tentacle porn the tentacle porn is a really bizarre thing that people crave yeah you know i'm not here to kink shame anybody out there that get down what you get down but yeah i'm not either really but it doesn't well but i too am not attracted to tentacles i think you can say the word weird without it being like derogatory that's a a good point i have no I, i like things that are weird that's an excellent point yeah i'm a weird guy and proud that's a you make a good point here sir this is as good a spot as any to start the podcast Here we also. Are. 69, offense. He was giving them the business. They are surprised when people in Seattle don't want to eat squirrel parmesan. I legit free ball, man. Shut that's, up. that's awesome. It's the best. Bojack horse mom. I like your level of enthusiasm about Natalie and Bruglia. Your preference would be just like a bunch of people like quietly farting on you. If you travel back in time, don't bang your mom. My feelings are in my socks. You start your life pissing and shitting. The circle of life is massive. And then you don't for a long time. And then you reach a point where, again, you're pissing and shitting yourself. Yeah, I would woof morning wood at this guy every single day. I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? Silent, deadly butts. Pickles and tickles. Welcome to D2B2 Sports, ladies and gentlemen. This is indeed a sports gambling podcast, not a tentacle porn podcast. But if if you tuned in for tentacle porn, stay tuned. We might come back to it. I don't know. No no promises, but we might find our way back to it. Yeah, you hit it early. (laughs) Yeah, you you nailed it out of the park early. Uh, I'm Derek Weber. Derek. With my dear pal, Mr. Nikki Sager over there. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. Uh, from now on, I'll be going by Nikki Shaking Eight Legs. Nikki Shaking Eight Legs? Yeah. Is that your name in the furry community? <laughs> Time will tell. I'm excited for you to find out to see the furries firsthand next if, week. If you were a member of the furry community and you were going to give me a nickname, what would you nickname me? Ooh, good question. Pause. Pause is solid. Pause. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thank you. I do get it. Yeah. Uh, pause is solid. I think I'd go with uh, with Bootsy. Bootsy? Like boots. Yeah, because kittens in their little boots. I, I had a guy that started calling me Snacks last week. Sick. And I don't have any idea where this came from. Maybe he thinks all of a sudden. He was like, hey, hey you Snacks. 
Maybe snacks, he just thinks, come here. Maybe he just thinks you're a snack, and this was his like very bro way of hitting on you. He could be. If 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 he were a furry and he envisioned me as a snack, what animal would he be representing? Ooh, he envisions you as a snack. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to be a relatively large animal if he's snacking on humans. In this, well, I, I guess all the furries are large animals when it boils down. I don't know. Is that true? I think some are probably just dressed like domestic house cats, right? Yeah, but then they're large versions still inherently. I was going for physically large. Well, there yeah, regard. but not like yeah, large no. enough to consider a human, no, a fully I, grown human male as a snack. I assume that there's plenty of like squirrels and other things in the furry community. Yeah, for sure. Yes, rabbits. Right. Um, no, I'm gonna say like that would be more it, like meals. He wasn't calling me meals. Yeah. I'm going to say... Buffets. He, <laughs> buffets. <laughs> I'm going to say he'd be like a cute tiger. Cute tiger? Yeah, he'd have like an adorable tiger costume. The furry that would want to eat you. Snacks. It's not the most adorable image in my head, but... You being eaten? Yeah, no, it's not the cutest thing in the world, but it's where we landed today. Do That's, you... I guess, the best way to start a Super Bowl-themed podcast is to talk about the furry community right it is this is groundbreaking recording material because i'm gonna venture to say there are hundreds of thousands of super bowl podcasts that are going to discuss what we are going to discuss today none of them started like this no zero for zero yeah we, we are true pioneers for more furry content stay tuned you might get it it might never happen again we'll find out we, we might never it. even get to the super bowl we might just stick with this for the uh, next hour and a half an hour and a half of furry talk all right. I'm kind of disappointed that neither of the teams represented in the Super Bowl have mascots that could be furries. No, that's true, because the Eagles have feathers. So, yeah, that very well represented in the furry community. <laughs> nice. Although, I would think that there's still people that dress up in bird costumes in the furry community. Do you? I do. Like, I... I don't think I do. I think it's mammals only. Mammals only. Does that include sea mammals? Can it's I roll an into a exclusive club? Can I roll into a furry uh, as, a convention as a dolphin? Fuck you, dolphin! Fuck you, well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Furries, if you're listening, shoot us a message. Let us know. Drop it in the comments. Thumbs up, up on Twitter. Uh, like, subscribe. Yeah. Fur it up. <laughs> At D2B2 Sports, let us know what your furry life is like. We're genuinely interested. We're not trying to mock you. We're having a laugh with you, not at you. We are pretty much pro whatever people want to do. Fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm not. We just like to no. laugh at fun things in this world also. And with that, let's talk about the Super Bowl. So, if Patrick Mahomes was are. a furry, what would he dress as? Oh, God. The question have have on everyone's mind. It's got to be... I, uh, I always kind of thought that when you when you factor in his hairstyle, he kind of looks like a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> First, they're sour. Then they're sweet. Yeah, but they're not furry. But they're not furry. <laughs> Covered no. in sugar. Yeah, yeah, that is <clears throat> definitely the opposite of furry. In fact... Not good to have around furry creatures. Dangerous. They get all sticky. Very in the fur. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You could have some real problems in the well, furry community with so some I guess sour patch kids. What animal looks most like a sour patch kid is the question. Mm. Let's Google this. See what we come up with. See, I'm leaning right away towards some type of bird where, like, the uh, the hair on top of his head is like really fancy. Some kind plumage, of a badass you know? woodpecker. Yeah, like something with like some real dope plumage up top. For the record, 
I'm pretty sure that somebody has searched what animal looks most like a Sour Patch Kid because it auto-populated when I got about two-thirds of the way done. Oh, good. Good job, Google, and good job, human race, for having to already have Googled that. The answer is a dwarf hamster. (laughs) Dwarf hamster? Dwarf hamster. That's what Google provided. The dwarf hamster looks most like a Sour Patch Kid. A lot of people want to know if Sour Patch Kids are vegan as well. Oh, yeah, that's a common topic because gummies. This is a common topic to you in your world, whether or not Sour Patch Kids are vegan. No, I was I was going to say amongst like people that have vegan amongst vegans it is. The vegans want to know cuz some gummies are made in a way that is vegan and some they're not. Gelatin is not vegan. That's the thing I learned. It's made from horse hooves. Hooven it. It behooves you to know that. I'm looking at a dwarf hamster right now. I am not reminded of Patrick Mahomes at all. Yeah, I don't buy it. Google, I think you've led us astray on this one. They're the smallest of the three species of hamsters in the genus Photopus. Oh, all right, I'm back in. Now we're good. Yeah, you now pulled we're me back. Right in. Woo! I was out for a second on this whole research, but the Photopus catalog has me back in. Championship round. Championship round. Instant, Let's talk about it. Instant reaction. What'd you think? Um, I My biggest takeaway was... Holy shit, Philly uh, might be more dangerous than I've been giving him credit for all season. Fair. But then my account, as then as I wa- got more space away from that game, I kind of just thought through the path of the NFC in general and really just questioned if the NFC was anywhere near the caliber of the AFC this season. Also I think fair. my answer is just no on that question. It's tough. So that, that was my, those were my earliest thoughts. And. Kudos to this uh, this Chiefs team, man. This run they're on. Mahomes has never missed a championship round in his career. Five for five. Five for five. Pretty it's crazy like, stuff. It's fun to watch. Yeah, when you're the first half of a decade of your NFL career resembles a special at a fast food restaurant because you always go to championship games. Like that's an impressive. Even if it was only four for four. Yeah, he was Wendy's last year. Now he's Burger King. That's how. But he's still not a dwarf hamster. Do you have Burger King ahead of Wendy's? No, but I think the Wendy's thing is four for four, and Burger King is five for five. Oh, right? gotcha. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll probably see a commercial for both of these things on Sunday. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Chiefs, gritty performance. I didn't see anyone do the gritty, but I thought the performance was gritty. I think... I thought there were going to be more points scored in that game, to be very upfront with you, but there were a ton of field goals, just not a lot of touchdowns being scored. I'm not at all surprised that the last team to have the ball won that game. That was kind of what I took away from it, was as soon as Kansas City got the ball back with a minute 48 left or whatever it was, I was like, well, all right, I know what's going to happen now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the only risk would have been them scoring too quick, because then since he gets the yeah. ball one more time. Yeah. So they did a great job not scoring too fast. Yep. <laughs> Philly, impressive performance. They have eight sacks in two games in the uh, playoffs. They they have 15 more sacks than any other team in the NFL in the regular season, which is a ridiculous margin. They're only a handful away from that Bears record from 84 or whatever year that Bears record is. 85. Yeah, they're, they're like five. I mean, it's, it's, it's far from a gimme, but it's achievable. It's achievable. 
Ha! Nice. See what you did there. It's lame. Very lame. Uh, it, it's it's kind of tough to get a super impressive or accurate gauge on what I think about Philly after that game where they dismantled uh, the 49ers after Brock Purdy tore his UCL and then the backup, 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 backup quarterback got concussed to the point where they had to put the quarterback that has a torn UCL back in the game that literally just couldn't pass the ball. Yeah. No, exa- exactly. I mean, that that's the thing. Is However... They did score 31 points against the best defense in the NFL, outside yes. of their own. Yeah. So <laughs> there's something to be said there. That right? that was the part that was, like, very stunning to me, was the efficiency of that offense against such a stout defense. That's the part where I'm like, okay, maybe Philly's got a real crack at this bad boy. I'm very torn on this game. I've been waffling the, the past week and a half now. I'm not torn on this game. You know where it's going? You got a pretty well, firm feel? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, well, all right. Hey, let's, let's, let's go into this. Tell, tell me what you think has to happen for Kansas City to win the game. If you're a little bit torn, tell me what you're, um, what you're torn about. If KC is going to win, how does this happen? KC wins by actually holding up in the, in the pocket – on offense at the offensive line, not allowing this, uh, not allowing this Eagles defense that's been the best in the league by a mile at getting to the quarterback to get to the quarterback as much as they're used to. I'm not. I there's no way you're going to stop it entirely. There's no way that you're going to protect Mahomes to a perfect level because a it's not possible and b is definitely not going to happen in this game. But doing a decent job in the trenches there. Doing what Mahomes does best and spreading the ball out to all of his weapons. Like the the Chiefs' offense is at its best when everybody on the field that is eligible to catch a pass is catching passes. That's when they're most dangerous because then you can't double Kelsey because Kadarius Tony's hot right now or Juju's hot right now or MVS is hot right now. Get them all the ball. That's I that's I think the ticket on offense because uh, then. It's going to force the Eagles to not rush as aggressively as they're used to doing because they can't risk it with Mahomes being that lethal to that many people. So just to dial it back real quick, you think the key to the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is that Kadarius Toney has to get hot? No, it's the it's all but of But you're them. not sure who wins the game? Because you think there's a reasonable chance that Kadarius Toney gets hot? I mean, there's a reasonable chance. There's even a reasonable chance that he finishes the game. Kadarius Tony? Yeah. I don't know. Is there a reasonable chance that he, that he just doesn't get injured? All things to be found out, man. I don't know. I just use him as an example because I think all the guys have to have a couple catches piece. Like the offense has to be very spread around for them to be their most effective, in my opinion. And to keep the Eagles honest in the secondary and dropping back more than rushing in. I think that's a fair take. I, I honestly do. I. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how that happens. I think you have to see guys come out of the backfield and have a lot of catches. I think McKinnon has to have five catches. I think Kelsey has to do super Kelsey things. I think the offensive line has to like play the the game of their lives, and I don't know how that happens because they're. I mean, they're better than the offensive line that got walloped by the Bucks in the Super Bowl, but they're not that much better. Yeah, and this Eagles defense might even be better than that Bucks defense was. Well, they rotate. Ten defensive linemen. 
Like the Bucks defense was good at at creating clever blitzing schemes, right? Like that was kind of Todd Bolts' thing was he would draw up like clever blitzes. The Eagles don't even need to blitz that much. They just smack out new guys on the defensive line every other play. Right? I mean, it's Javon Hargrave. It's Indomitian Sue. It's Jordan Davis. It's Brandon Graham. It's Montez Sweat. It's, it, what's the guy that that they I, I, that I love that they signed from uh, Arizona? Hassan Hassan Reddick. I mean, there's just so many guys that are capable of getting at the quarterback that are going to be not exhausting themselves because they're always getting a couple of plays off because they rotate so many guys. Um, I, Mahomes is going to have to go like Super Mahomes, right? Yeah, that that is what it takes, yes. Mahomes is going to have to go super Mahomes, and Casey's going to have to stop the run. I think it's going to be the biggest thing, and I don't know if that's going to be what they're they're good at. If they can take the running game out of the the equation for Philly and force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, that's probably almost as equivalent as stopping pressure from Philly on defense. However, I think that's much easier said than done. Yeah, especially with the the versatility of the Eagles' rushing attack makes it trickier as and again, well. And, and the number of guys that they run the ball with, too, right? Yep. I mean, they're... <laughs> yeah, they've got three or four running backs all getting touches and... And a quarterback. Yeah, and one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league currently, yeah. What an exciting matchup, though, just in terms of, like, the first time we've had two one-seeds in a Super Bowl in a long time, two, the two teams that... It's the number one offense against the number two defense. I'm sorry. Yeah, number one offense against the number one defense. Yeah, wild. Right? Yeah. It's exciting stuff, man. Exciting stuff. I, you know, I I do think I'm with you that I skew towards Philly overall in this game. But there's also the part of me that's just been a basketball fan forever that still believes the best player on the field can win, still thinks Mahomes is the best player on the field. So you can never rule out the Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is such a one-for-one and has such a one-for-one weapon in Kelsey. Like, I know the Eagles' receiving group is better as a whole than the Chiefs' receiving group as a whole, but the best individual weapon in that game for either quarterback is still Travis Kelsey in terms of the unique things he brings to the table. This is going to be weird for me to say because you know that I don't think this guy is very good. But... um. Assuming he does not play, I think the Chiefs' offense really misses having McCole Hardman on the field. Because even if he's not actually doing productive things, like, he's a, he's a field stretcher, right? Like, he will take defenders off the field to open up spacing for other guys, right? Yes, that, that much is along, an accurate Much along your sure. basketball analogy, like, he's a guy that creates space without having to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he plays decoy pretty well, where he's just like, yeah... Your safety's going to have to drop back further because I'm going to run a 40-yard route. Yeah. And she's not going to throw it to me. Fast as But fuck. your safety's got to come down there with me because yeah. I'm, go, I'm going 40 yards down the field. The ball's not going to come there with me, but yeah. I'm going there. So he opens things up in the middle of the field. I think I would be curious to hear if you disagree with me, but I think if Philly wins, it's a smash mouth, run, 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 run. Here's what we do well. See if you can stop us. I don't think Philly comes out with a creative playbook. I don't think they're doing a bunch of tricky shit. I don't think they're airing the ball out. I think that they just focus on what they do well and challenge Kansas City to beat them at what they do well. 
for the most part, you're gonna you're gonna get Devonta Smith's gonna get a couple 50-50 balls thrown his way, uh, or like he and AJ Brown will both get a couple big a couple big cracks. But I largely agree with you, and the, those are gonna be created through play action and through effective running. If the run game is going well, they'll take their little pot shots down the field here and there. But I I agree. I think that that's got to be the Philly game plan is clock management. Um, oh, another thing, if Kansas City wants a crack at winning, they take an early lead. Like, if, they, if they're able to, if they're even able to be a touchdown ahead consistently for any stretch of time, that's when Philly's got to kind of recalculate a little bit and can't quite be as clock draining if they're, from, if they're behind. Whereas if Philly jumps out ahead, then they can just do exactly what they want to do and smash the ball down their throat. It's advantageous for Philly to be able to do this because it's going to be easier for Philly to convert on third downs and fourth downs because even though the Chiefs were the second-best team in the NFL at converting third downs, they were the fourth worst in converting third downs of three yards or less. That's wild. That's a bizarre stat. Really bizarre, yeah. But I mean, like we were talking about, if you if you don't have the ability to rush the ball effectively against a very stout and fresh and not tired defensive line, that's problematic. Yeah, problematic. It's a problem. That's what that's what the word means. Yeah, it's a problem. Do you know that song? No. Oh, dude, the Bo Burnham. I'm, I was never a big Bo Burnham fan until his last special, Inside, came out a couple years ago. And it's so good. There's just a bu- there's the songs are bangers and they're all just very funny. It's on Netflix, by the way, people. Check it out. Funny special. I've never heard of what you're referring to. He filmed this comedy <laughs> special the entire first year of lockdown from COVID, essentially. Like in the crib, he's just filming himself in, in the his crib and his like it's all in one room. It's all like it's kind of eerie by the end, and it, like there's quick, quick, sudden little emotional moments here and there where he's just like in the despair of the fucking lockdown and all, and then a lot of just, like, absurd songs ranging from white women's Instagram to a song about Jeff Bezos to a song about the internet. Just, like, it's, it's good stuff. What's he... Is he, like, fucking singing about, like, pumpkin spice lattes and Ugg boots? Yeah. It's like, white woman's Instagram. Yeah, and it's just, like, f- super filtered pictures of puppy dogs, uh, heart-shaped hand symbols. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, dogs in purses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty classic. It's a funny bit. You'd yep. enjoy it. Yeah. But back to the Super beach Bowl. Pictures. Beach pictures. Beach Yeah, certainly beach pictures. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, On this note, I'm going to go sideways on you real quick. Have you heard about how part of Aaron Rodgers' plan for the offseason is doing a... I don't know much about this. I should have read more before I brought it up, but I'm too excited to not bring it up after what you just yeah, discussed. Please. He's doing like a four-day darkness treatment, which to me sounds like like a sensory deprivation thing. Like He's just going to like lock himself in a fucking room with no lights for four days? Yeah, it's like a guided thing. There's like a real experience out there yeah. amongst people, but yeah, he's going to be in like a pitch black space for like four days. That's what it is. Days. It's like yeah. a sensory deprivation thing, right? Correct, yeah. What the fuck is with this guy? He's just exploring his inner consciousness, man. It's just like exploring the brain, man. 
I don't know. I think that I think stuff like that is mildly interesting, and I think he's just like a super wealthy dude with nothing else to do. So like he's interested in inner consciousness in this way. Like this, I mean, this is a dude that's met the Dalai Lama and shit. This is a dude that's been pursuing spirituality in all of its many splendid forms. I'll be honest, with most you. of his adult life. Well, like this is something that he's continued to do in his off seasons. This is just another angle of it. To be to be very honest, I I don't find it at all interesting. However, <laughs> I'm willing to admit that I probably don't find it at all interesting because I also find it terrifying. That's fair to admit. Like, that, I think I would lose it. I think I could do it, but it would be really strange, for sure. Like, I, I guess I can somewhat see where some people would find it stimulating or peaceful or, or awakening. I think I would just find it horrifying, personally. Yeah. Fair to feel that way, and uh, it tells you a lot about how I think about my inner mind. Hey, it's fine, man. That's uh, that's honest and vulnerable of you to admit, my friend. Cave of terror. Cave of terror. Who wins the game, Dees? What's the final score? <laughs> oh man, who wins and final score? I'm gonna say Philly twenty-four twenty. Okay. What about you? I'm going to say Philly 28-17. Wow. So we both think low scoring. Total's yeah. 51. Yeah, I I saw that total, and I do like the under on that total. Um, as capable as both offenses are, that's not the way the Super Bowl goes more often than not. Exactly. Man. Like, that's yeah. not the, like... That's not the typical Super Bowl. It can happen. And if we're going to have a fireworks Super Bowl, this could be it. I don't know. These I don't offenses know. are both so capable. But like you said, one of these teams is a combination of a great running game and an immensely good defense. That changes. That already, if they're playing to their strengths, does not lead to a high Super Bowl. So there's that. And I also think that outside of... AJ Brown, like there's not a lot of big play potential on these two games, uh, these two teams. Like these are very efficient, productive offenses, but they're not big play offenses, right? Yeah, when the when the Chiefs have big plays, it's because something broke down and MVS shakes free around the 45 yards down the field after Mahomes made magic with his legs for 10 seconds. Yeah, well, I'm not. It's not I'm, like I don't want to bet anything that involves MVS having a big play. No, I I, I agree or with you. Or Mahomes' shaky leg, not. Shaky yeah. eight legs, which is me, for the record, uh, having to hobble around on a high ankle sprain. Or dance around on a high ankle Right. No, fur I, around. I, fur about. I, I agree with you on that. I was just pointing out that like a lot of the Chiefs' big plays do come in miraculous moments like that, which is hard to bet on for a Super Bowl. For sure. Against, like you said, an insanely talented defense. Yeah, I, uh, I want... <sighs> I want to believe in the Chiefs because we're a pretty fuck Philly podcast around here. We're still standing at Adam. Come at us. He's Adam's been all a flutter about the amount of Philly hate we give out here because he's he's an Eagles guy. I don't know if you know this about Adam. I just a thought he was a Lions fan. No, he is. For first and foremost, he's a Lions fan, but he's been a, he's been on board with Philly since some darker times. Philly's always been a secondary team of his. So, all right, here's the problem that I have with with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have no issue acknowledging that they're a very talented football team. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl against the best quarterback in the league. 
I'm absolutely up to my fucking ears insane, sick of so many people that are Philly fans talking about how nobody's giving them a chance to win the game and nobody gives them any credit. I'm like, you're literally favored to win the game. Like They're favorites. The line yeah. is that you are favored. <laughs> but like all I hear from Philly fans is nobody's giving us a shot. Nobody, nobody gives us the credit we deserve. I feel like the media I've seen skews towards Philly winning. 74% of bets made on this game are on Philly. Like what is this? What's what's the fascination with like saying that you're like an underdog when you want to be the underbird when you're literally not an underbird? Is that underdog mentality? They're just used to being the gritty underdog, so they they need to fuel themselves in that way. This is a city that threw batteries at Santa Claus here. There's not a full head of rationality coming across from them. Everyone's saying we didn't play a tough schedule. Like, well, you didn't play a tough. schedule. You didn't play a tough schedule. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, the NFC East all overachieved, your team included. That doesn't also mean that you're not a good football team. Yeah, that just means you didn't play a good schedule. Right. Which is not your fault, but it's still a fact. It is a fact. It's a truth fact. You beat a Giants team that I love that I have no problem acknowledging is not that good. And you beat San Fran and their fourth quarterback. And their fifth quarterback, who was their third quarterback, but with a bro- with a broken wrist. No, you- wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third <laughs> and fifth was one guy, but fifth one was a banged-up version of the third one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, didn't someone who's just straight up not like, a quarterback like, take some snaps for them also? Debo. Thank you. I was like, yeah, who the fuck also yeah. took snaps? I couldn't remember. I, I heard a guy that was taking a little bit of issue with the fact that Kansas, no, I'm sorry that San Fran didn't do that more. Like they did, he was like, "Why'd they even put Brock Purdy back in the game? Like, why not just throw out Debo and CMC at quarterback and just fuck around and see what happens?" <laughs> Which I don't think is a bad take because once they put Brock Purdy back in the game, like at least at least you could draw up a play that involves Debo or Christian McCaffrey throwing the ball where they are physically capable of throwing a football. Yeah, they have two working wrists. Yeah, like they're not running around on torn UCLs where they're unable to throw a football. Yeah. So while I don't think it would have had any difference at all in the outcome, I kind of think I side with them. Like, just fuck it at this point, right? Like, what are you playing for? What are you, yeah, like, I mean, you're going home no matter what. Right, they were down by just over 20 some, points. Some double reverses and, and shit, man. See what happens. Who cares? Play like a nine-year-old playing Madden. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fake field goals, fake punts, fake everything. Yeah, I, I respect the take as well, weirdly enough. Like, yeah, nothing else was going to work, so yeah, get real fucking wicked It would have been it. sweet if I was watching that game and, like, San Fran ran, like, a Philly special, like, three plays in a row. <laughs> yeah, just keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, tough break for San Fran for a few years in a row now. Brock Purdy can't throw. Maybe he can catch. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Although, also, while we're on this topic... Why didn't they have a third quarterback on their roster? I, it's a great question. I don't know, Josh. Johnson. There had to be somebody they could have signed, right? Nobody's like particularly coming to mind, but there had to be somebody out there that would have been at, at least a quarterback. Yeah, at least a person who can throw of the any football. kind. Yeah, of literally any kind. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, to be fair, well, no, not even to be fair. You know what? Fuck away. Fuck my to be fair argument. Fuck this argument because. Brock Purdy took the reins in, like, week 10, right? Like, week 10? Yeah. Right, right around, around there, there, give or take a week? Sure. Sometime in that gap, you have to look around and be like, we need more than Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson in this quarterback room. Something. Like, at some point in time, at you all. have to look around and be like, there needs to be a th- another guy. I'm like, that's... 
If that happens in week 16, sure, yeah, maybe you're not prepared to go out and get a backup to your backup in the final three weeks of the season. But in week 10, that's plenty of time to find someone that physically can throw a football just in case these guys go down. It's my, it's baffling. Baffling. All right, well, we talked about we, uh, we both skew towards Philly overall for the W. I'm hoping to see otherwise. I want, I want to see Mahomes get himself a second ring. There is a thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. It's worth at least considering that 10 years down the line, when Mahomes has won six Super Bowls, we're just sitting here thinking, remember the time that we both bet against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? And you're like, yeah, that was really fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That conversation could happen. That could happen, folks, for sure. No way about it. I just want to point out, <clears throat> at least of the two of us, I was giving him a chance. You were. I'm not giving them a chance. I give them a strong chance. I uh, my my flip side. I'm not giving them a chance, and I don't even think it's an exciting game. Oh, so so here's my flip side. If Casey wins, it's by like seven to nine points. Like if they win, it's by a touchdown or more. Really? That that's my flip side. Is if they win, they took a dominating lead early and just stayed ahead. And this is also if they win, it's a high scoring bout. If they win, it's like fucking. 33-27. Uh, that's not nine points. Uh, that's I know. That's, that's six points. Just threw numbers out there, man. Making numbers up here. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I agree. I think that there are. I think the three possible outcomes out of four <laughs> are: Kansas City wins by a little, Philly wins by a little, Philly wins by a lot. I don't think. I don't think KC can win by a lot. Although, if they do. I can't wait to bring up on our next pod that Philly played a shitty schedule all year. And I'll be like, yeah, you fucking asshole fans. You were right. Now fucking look what happened. Yeah, sucko. Did you have any more in the tank on Philly, by the way? We kind of got distracted from your Philly rant. but Do I, I know that's something. Blast them that, more? Yeah, I knew that was something. Well, you made a point before we recorded to point out to me that you really well, wanted to blast Philly. I, just, like, I don't understand like, why people keep saying this when it's just legitimately not true. Like, uh, wh- how, do you, how do you have this mentality of like, no, everybody's doubting us when, like, that's just not the case. That's just... It's a really weird fucking mental phenomenon. Some people always want to paint themselves the underdog, man. Yeah, you know what those people are called? Assholes? Fucking losers is what those people are called. Oh, oh man, I was close. <laughs> uh, similar. We had a similar That's answer. it. I'm drinking a beer or else I'm going to just keep going with this. Yeah. Nick, Nick's cracking the can. He's cracked a can of whoop-ass on himself. My, <laughs> came out badly. My, my stepfather bought Alex a can of whoop ass oh, for, nice. for Christmas. Sick. Hell yeah. Pretty badass. Well, it's pretty whoop ass. It's pretty whoop ass. Um, we got some fun props lined up. We have some serious props. We have some less serious props. Do you want to do those first, or do you want to run through our, our DFS showdowns for the Super Bowl? Let's hit the DFS showdowns. And did you update that uh, NFL.com challenge thing? Did, did you make. No, I've pretty much given up on that because mine sucks. Ah, nice. Uh, I'll get to do a brief recap on that in a minute because, yeah, all my guys got knocked out. I've, I've on Championship Sunday. So, yeah, yeah mine's also all pretty good. All of yours are knocked out. But I just want to briefly down this because we've done it the rest of the playoffs. So, I want to update what, what the first place team right now looks like. Just kind of, I want to follow it through to the end for the audience that's been listening along. Okay. But, I guess I'll do it. I mean, but I'm cooked. No, it's fine. I too am cooked. Yeah, I have I have a <laughs> bunch of guys with one-time multipliers. But uh, 
Let's do DFS first. Well, we've got those prepared already. We can just pull it up, do it up. So this is a, it's a showdown lineup. It's a showdown Different from lineup. Any, any DFS we've ever done, right? So you're only picking six spots. One of them is the captain spot, which gives you a 1.5 multiplier on the points they score. Do you think you have to put a quarterback in the captain spot in this game? Yes. And the, I mean, I think in ninety five percent of games, pro the answer is yes, but in this one, also yes. What's your alternative? Well, like, because from there, it's what AJ Brown or Kelsey. So I guess this kind of this this plays into what I was going to say. I don't think AJ Brown, but I think if you look at like all the games where Mahomes has monster fucking days, like when does Mahomes have a monster day when Kelsey doesn't have a monster day? And it's That's so true. much easier for guys that catch the ball to rack up points in a PPR scoring format than it is for quarterbacks, especially when you only get four points for a touchdown and especially when Mahomes probably doesn't run. All valid. So I don't think you have to put a quarterback in there. However, I think there's more reason to put in Hurts than there is to put in Mahomes. It's also weird because these, like, we talk a lot about being contrarian, but you have to get, like, really fucking weird with this if you're going to win. Because the, the payout structure is so top-heavy that, like, I think if you win, like, you only want to split a million dollars with, like, six or seven people. You don't want to split it with a thousand people. So if you go, like, your normal, not normal, but, like, what, what most people are going to get up and do on Sunday morning while they're taking a shit after they just put in their first 50 bucks on DraftKings is be, like, Mahomes, Kelsey... Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Hurts, and Miles Sanders, or whatever. Like, you can't squeeze all those guys in, but that's going to be, like, the way that a lot of people put together lineups. So if that wins, like, sweet, but you're not winning anywhere close to a million bucks. Yeah, but you're still going to have to get – you're going to have to get weird with the bottom half. You're going to need a couple of those guys. You can't, like – you can't exclude all the best players in the game either. Like, you're going like, to end right. up taking a few. You're certainly but, right. No, you want to build in the weird way. I have a couple weird selections. All I'm in saying is fact. that in, a, in a, 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 a contest like this, you have to put more attention into being contrarian than you do in your standard lineup. That's fair. Because there are just there's literally fewer possible lineups that one can submit. Right. That's you know. Yeah. And in the Super Bowl, particularly, more people playing along. So as you're both your your competition field is deeper, and your variance of possible builds is shallower. Yeah. And the payouts are so top heavy. It's like you get a million dollars for coming in first. You come in twentieth, you only get seventy five hundred bucks. Which you're also probably splitting a lot of fucking ways. So sure. it, I mean it, it, it dwindles in a hurry. So there's a lot of importance to getting unusual. Nice. Well, I asked Nick which way he was going before I built mine, and he said Jalen Hurts, so I wanted to be contrarian to him. So I went Mahomes. That's <laughs> That's how. That's how put that went Ian down. Book. What? I didn't even realize that Ian Book was a quarterback that's on the Eagles roster. However, good news: if they both get hurt, they have a third one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, hit me with yours first here. I want. I want to hear this Jalen Hurts build. So, I only have one chief. Nice. I only have two Eagles, and it's Kelsey. It's a good one to have. I just followed the script that. I kind of outlined earlier, which is I think Philly's just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and slow down Kansas City. So I've got Jalen Hurts. Then I have Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. 
Uh, hit prices on all these as you go as well. Hertz is sixteen eight. Miles Sanders is seventy eight. Kenneth Gainwell is five thousand. So I've got like a three headed rushing monster for the Eagles. Nice, yeah. I've got Jake Elliott at forty two hundred. Phillies kicker. I've got the Eagles D at thirty six hundred. Then I have Kelsey at ten thousand six hundred, which is leaving two thousand dollars on the table. Wow! Which I think is totally fine in something like this. Yeah, I think leave, I I agree with about the leaving the money on the table in a two team thing like this. <coughs> but I talk a lot about trying to like build a game script in your head and just adhering to that, and that's that's my game script is that. Philly has a lot of success running the ball. Kansas City is playing catch-up. It's easier for Kelsey to put up points than it is for Mahomes to put up points. Bam, wham, salami. Wham, bam, salami. So my game script is Mahomes being more elusive than people think he's going to be. This is now three weeks removed from that high ankle sprain. What is the I most? there's more mobility than people expect him to have. What's the most elusive furry? Ooh, I mean, squirrels got to be high up on the elusive furries. Like yeah. that, those suckers are quick, man. Squirrels are squirrely. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking. I'm out here dropping cheetahs. Cheetahs the fastest. Ooh yeah, cheetah is an elusive, elusive. squirrely, but also furry predator. Yeah. Predator, yeah, not very well. They're still elusive though. They're, they're ducking away. They don't want to be seen. They just want to hunt. Oh, on that note, ducks not very elusive. <laughs> Ducks, substantially less elusive furry. But feathered furries. Tell any man. It doesn't I, make sense. I think feathered creatures are welcome in the furry community. Like, if you show up in a dope Woody the Woodpecker costume at a furry convention, I do don't you really think, think they're turning you away? Because yeah, no, I don't know. I think yes. you're getting high fives. I don't think that's accurate at all. I would, I would envision that people that dress up like ducks and attend furry conventions are probably a lot like birds at the beach. Like, they just, like, run up and, like, try to steal your bread and... <laughs> shit on your blanket right like you're, you're like bag of cheese it starts to blow away and they just like run up and grab it and take off <laughs> that's what i think happens people that dress up like wood woodpeckers <laughs> i think the people in the furry costumes behave less like the animals they're dressing as than you're giving credence to not the birds though that's what i'm saying the birds uh, are the outlier the birds are the ones that are like deeply in character entrenched method actors yeah nice yeah, all right, fair enough. So the the bird furries are mostly actually looked down upon by the furry people furries. Furries. They're called burries. Furries and furries is like a gang war <laughs> thing where the furries are here to fuck. The burries are here to act as much like birds as possible. Yeah, they're like outcasts. Mm. Avian outcasts. <laughs> uh, again, if you're part of the furry community, please reach out and let us know more. We want more information about you and the lives you live. If you have ever stolen anybody's bag of Ritz crackers while dressed as a bird, free guest appearance on the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll get you on air for sure. We'll set it up. Could be our first YouTube. You have to be in costume. Yeah, uh, hit us up at D2B2, on, uh, at D2B2 Sports on Twitter. Tell us what's up with your bird dressing life and how many bags of crackers you've stolen. And I'll give you my Mahomes lineup. I've got Patrick Mahomes, my captain. Oh, nice. <laughs> 16-5. Uh, and then, Great. So I, I went four Chiefs, two Eagles. And so I've got Mahomes, Kelsey. 
So 16-5 Mahomes, 10-6 on Kelsey. And then I've got Kadarius Tony at 4,400 and Juju at 5,600. So this is in my Mahomes sprinkles the ball around to everybody theory. Okay. And then I've got Devonta Smith as my lone offensive weapon on the Eagles. Well, technically, because then I've got the kicker, Jake Elliott, at 4,200. No Jarek McKinnon. No Jarek McKinnon. Uh, it was too pricey for me to do the other things. I By the time I got past Kelsey and Mahomes, I needed to go super cheap with any other Chiefs weapon I picked. Yeah, it's a weird build, like I said. With, with it has the, to be. The cheap side options being Jake Elliott, Juju, and Kadarius Tony, And then top heavy with Devonta, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. So... I'm looking for this. It's going to take me a second to find it, but I saw a blurb, we'll call it. We'll call it a blurb about the five most heavily bet on props for the Super Bowl. Do you want to try to make a run at what these are? This is very challenging. I don't expect you to get... I bet you get two of these correct, actually. All right. Five most heavily bet on props for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um... I'm going to guess the coin toss is one of them because yes. people are fucking idiots. The coin toss is actually the the most. Just look around the living room and bet a buddy on a quarter if you really want to bet on a coin toss. So you don't need to pay juice? Yeah, just don't pay the juice. Yeah. Just like bet a, bet a five spot with your buddy in the living room. How would you feel if we were hanging out about to watch the game and you were like, yo, give me 20 bucks on heads? I'm like, all right, but if you win, you only get 18. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> like the no. fuck are you talking what? about, yeah. man? Yeah, Really weird choice to make on that. However... Uh, very popular bet on FanDuel. All right. Although, well, to be fair, FanDuel is only charging 104 so they're only charging. Small juice. 2%. Wee bit of juice. Just like a little, little Four, uh, 4%. Drop, drop. I don't know why I said that backwards. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, all right. Other prop bets that are popular, I'm going to say MVP? No. Really? I find that surprising. I would have thought for sure Super Bowl MVP would have been one of the top five prop bets. Okay. Um, they're they're a little bit more specific than that. Wow. I'm trying to say this without giving anything away yeah, no, that's too fine. much. Um, touchdowns? So one of them is uh, is Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. Oh, yeah, that makes sense that people would hammer that, as he is, as we've discussed many times, the lone amazing weapon of the Chiefs for Mahomes to throw to. The rest is just scattered nonsense around him, largely. Scattered nonsense that achieved over 5,000 yards again this season. <laughs> but, <laughs> but scattered nonsense, no less. Um, I don't know, just give them to me. I, I don't have, my brain's not in a good guessing space right now. I've already lost twice. I'm, you know, I'm one for three. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, yeah, they are the coin toss. They're Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. They are Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown. And this is the one that I really wanted to get to. The fourth most frequently bet. On, it's, not, it's not in terms of dollars. It's in terms of, of frequency. The fourth most commonly bet on Super Bowl propped is for the exact final score to be Eagles 37, Chiefs 34. Because somehow some Momo 
came up with the idea that the script that the NFL drew up for the Super Bowl got leaked, and that's what the NFL decided the final score was going to be. Oh, yeah, I've seen that post. And yeah. people are so fucking dumb that they're like just lining up to bet this at 80 to 1. Humanity, man, not the brightest of collectives out there. Like, how could. <laughs> How could you imagine? Like, do, you, do people just not know how the internet works? Like, do people actually think that they, like, are scrolling on Twitter and see where some jerk-off posted this, and they're like, holy shit, no one knows yet. No one knows. I'm getting in at the ground floor. Baby. It really is. It really is fake. It's all fake. I knew it. Fucking knew it. Look, if it's all fake, it's all fake, and we're just a simulation. But, like, <laughs> I'm more willing but, to believe that than the NFL is scripted. If it's all fake... Then this leak is fake, too, because there's no way that this scripted NFL would be so shitty as to let this get out. And then, even if somehow the NFL is shitty, that they accidentally leak what they decided the final score was going to be, like, why wouldn't they change it? Yep. Why yeah. would they stick with it? Uh, two, two weeks notice. Well, we already drew it up this way. You know, there's like, no time already, for changes. Everyone's on board. Let's just let it ride at this point. No time for changes at this point. Just got to roll with it. We made a call. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe that's the fifth most. That's fucking crazy. Fourth most. Fourth most. I'm sorry. Whoa. Ho, ho, ho. This is... Pump the brakes. Stanley, this is serious. <laughs> Damn it, Stanley. All right. <laughs> so those are the top five most bet on I never props. told you what the... I can't find the tweet. I don't know what the fifth one is. Oh, no. He lost the fifth one. That doesn't matter. Doesn't it wasn't. Matter. That was the one I wanted to talk about. That and the coin toss. Dial it back. We just covered the four... Most bet on Super Bowl props. Um, I've got a couple of humdingers that I want to talk about. Some things that I think are like legitimate good bets. And there's a handful of them that I think are just fucking insane, but also fun. Perfect. Let's and start worth, it. Let's throw in a couple bucks on it if you want to fuck around. Yeah. Let's start at the good side and just get a progressively crazier as we go. I think that's a good, good way to go about this. We start at a place of rationality and then just let it all drift away. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> then drift away. Who you know, that? I've been, uh, oh, uh, fucking give me the beat, boys. Yeah. Free my soul. And, and drift away. Shit. Who the fuck sings Is that, that Uncle Cracker? No, well, Uncle Cracker did a cover There's of a it. a guy that sounds like Uncle Cracker? It's original. I mean, it's a much older song than the Uncle Cracker version. He did a shitty cover of it. Hang on. No, I gotta look it up. No, we don't need to look this up. Let's just skip I'm, this. I'm looking away. No, I'm, I've drifted away to Dobie Gray. I would have never, ever no, come up with that. I wouldn't have never got there either. All right, it was Dobie Gray who wrote "Drift Away," and now I must say, with no delay, Ugh. let's talk about bets and maybe a parlay. I like that part. That part was okay. I could, it was. It hit me at the end. I was like, all right, I got to do it. Yeah, you know, I do what I do what I do. So let's just talk about the ba the baselines of the game here. Uh, we we mentioned earlier the line is fifty one. Eagles favored Eagle by one and a half. Fifty one is the total. Do you think the total goes up or down before kickoff? We're about fifty five hours out. I'd be willing to if it goes if it moves any further. I bet it keeps going up. I, I bet there's so more too. people hitting the over yeah. on this still. Yep. Yeah, that's why I actually haven't placed any bets on the game yet. I'm basically waiting until, like, morning of to kind of... 
make my decisions because none of it's just seemed like it's where I want it to be at, or I think it could drift more favorably for me by the end. Like I could, I could see that number drifting even higher. Well, so I think if you're going to be betting, this is something that I keep an eye on during the regular season. But I think if you're going to be betting player props, you know, guys, passing yards, receiving yards, whatever. If you want to bet an over, you bet it early in the week. And if you want to bet an under, you bet it later in the week. I think that's sound. Because most people bet overs on those things. Yeah, I think that's sound logic. It's a good good call. Because rooting for an under is fucking lame, right? Like, how much fun is it to be watching a game and just begging for a guy to drop a pass? Rooting for unders <laughs> is typically not my get down. But in the Super Bowl, with the number already at 51, and me, I do think it'll climb more, it just feels like a logical play. Like, I might let it climb more and then drag it down to, like, 49 and try to get myself a little favorable juice coming back to me. Favorable juice. And instead of paying juice, I'm getting extra juice with the old classic... Dow. It's time for... Derek or Nick's what D2 it? or B2 of the day. What did you even say? Derek's drag. Oh. I, did the, I finally did the thing where I pressed the button first, then say the D2. You've done it a couple of times, but I think you've hit the wrong button a couple of times. I did. I've done that before, too, for sure. As four buttons to press, man. It's really hard to keep track of which of the four buttons complex. to press. It's a complex system we're operating on. We need to get here. like a digital display to yeah. make it easier. High production over here, gang. Real high production. <laughs> as I sit next to a Nordic track. That thing's dope as fuck, man. No, dude, it's a dope Nordic track. I'm not I'm not trying to slander the workout machine. It's just more of a, <laughs> of a description of the typical type of environment we record in here in the underground, which just don't stop for hoes. What is your least weird, in your mind, prop for this game? My least weird prop for the game... I, I got a few different areas I've been looking at here. Hang on, where was it? Mine is really easy. Hit me. Jalen Hurts plus 125 MVP. If you think Philly's going to win the game, you can either bet Jalen Hurts at plus 125 to be MVP, or you can bet the Eagles' money line at minus 130. But I don't know that there's much of a way that this game plays out that ends with a quarterback not winning the MVP. Oh, you're 1,000% right about that. Yeah, I agree with your call there. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, it's, it almost feels like you're placing a money line bet favorably on the Eagles. At somehow. much better odds. Yeah. That's basically all that I think this is, right? Yes, sir. Um, I actually... I actually like Jalen... I actually like the over on Jalen Hurts passing yards. At like 238, 239. I lost the exact number really? here. I know you love the run game. I like. I can see them running the ball well, and him still throwing for two fifty. He doesn't do that very often. That's true. However, he doesn't do it very often because they're usually not in tight games. Yeah, I think this is a tighter game than you think it is. Also, so. it, could, it certainly could be. But I like that one quite a bit. I like, like I've said, I do picture this being a lower scoring game. So I like uh, the no at plus fifteen, plus one fifteen, for any team to score thirty plus. That's a fun little prop that I think is interesting. If you think it's going to be a low scoring game, that's plus money. Plus for money, both, te- both for teams to be under thirty. Both teams to be under thirty plus one fifteen. That's sassy. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's one I'm into. Adding it to my bet slip right here because I just found it. 
I also like this. I'll, I'll drop this on you, too. You can parlay Jalen Hurts to win MVP and the Eagles minus nine and a half. A little Derek drag, if you will. And I will. And you can get that at plus 750. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Yes, I do, Shane. You don't seem very prepared for this. Do you have things? No, I don't have a ton of things. I told you that. You been, I told you I was going to mostly vibe off of what you picked. So I, I'm just so. okay. How about this? So I got distracted. I am building a little parlay. So I was hoping you were going to keep okay. going with that. My bad. I don't think I understood that. That's what you wanted me to do. I thought we were doing like a back and forth format. Oh no, I don't have much on the backside over here. Poorly I'm, understood on my part. All right, that's good. No, I told you I was more going to ride into like the categories, like the novelties and stuff. Okay. Patrick Mahomes to throw a fourth quarter touchdown is plus 110. I like that. I think that's very fun. I think that that fits almost any game script. If the game is tight, there's going to be scoring in the fourth quarter. If the Eagles are winning, there's going to be Mahomes throwing in the fourth quarter. The only way that this does not make sense is if Kansas City is like blowing them out, which I don't think there's a very high probability of. I like over two and a half players to attempt a pass. At plus one forty. So so yeah, so plus one forty for just someone aside from Mahomes and Hurts to throw Somebody a pass. Somebody else will attempt to pass in the game. I like that. There's probably I, I think there'll be at least one gimmicky play at some point, right? Yeah, that's that absolutely stands to reason. Yeah, big time. I like that a lot. I like I like this for both players. I like it more for Mahomes than I do for Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts has better odds. But I like the length of their first completion to be under 10 and a half yards. Yeah. I don't think a lot of teams come out. Listen, we've watched a lot of Super Bowls in our life, right? Teams don't come out in the first quarter and just start chucking the ball down the field, right? Like You do sometimes a, see like a single deep ball thrown right at the beginning of a game. but There's some nerves. Teams are trying to get established. Guys don't want to fall. Coaches don't want to fall down early in the game. So, uh, Hertz under ten and a half yards first completion is minus one twenty five. A little bit more juice. Mahomes under ten and a half yards first completion is minus one forty. Yeah, I like that on either side. But of that, I think those are both good plays. I like this one a ton, Ooh. and I'm I'm almost concerned that there's something I don't understand about this. Hit me. Combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scorers. I saw this one, but I don't know people's jersey numbers that well, so I just didn't bother dabbling. Deep. 160. I like under 160. Cause I, to me, you're basically just betting that Kelsey and A.J. Brown don't both score touchdowns. Everybody else has low numbers. Yeah, see, that's my problem is I don't know players' jersey numbers well enough to, like, do the math on it in that way. Those are the only those, – those players are both in the 80s, but then, like, Devonta Smith isn't an 80-something number. He's, like – He's six. Oh, wow. All right, yeah. Very low number for him. I know Mahomes is low. Mahomes is 15. Hurts, like, one, One. Right? Yeah. Jarek McKinnon's, like, 30-something, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's there's legs to that under. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a ton of sense. 
I mean, you are I asking did for the two check. best offensive players to not both score a touchdown. Yeah, I did but double check. But you, it, if guys score more than one touchdown, they only count once. That's an important caveat. That That's what I was afraid. Yeah, I was right, afraid yeah. of like Kelsey just twice. ripping off two, and you're like, yep. see you later. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it. That makes it. Uh, I think that's a cool play. I found a. I found a number I like here. Um, the F- Eagles to win. The, I like. I like winning margins. We've talked about this on here before. Um, one to six. Philly wins by one to six plus three twenty. Um, and I know you've expressed you think it's going to be a blowout. So like you could pick the. 7 to 12 band or whatever if you wanted to. Well, I think if you're going to do this, the way to do it would be there's probably a lot of benefit to doing this. Is would be to bet Eagles by 1 to 6 and then also bet Chiefs by 1 to 6. Are you just betting on Well, if the Eagles are plus 320 and you hit that, let's say you bet 100 bucks on each, you're still going to win 220 if it lands in Eagles by 1 to 6, right? Yeah. But then you also have the ability to win Chiefs by 1 to 6 as well. That's true. Which or, has got to be around plus 320 also, yeah. but probably a little bit more. Or you can do the next Philly band, which would be even more, I think. I, I lost the band p- part of this. I can't find it again. The winning, <laughs> the winning margin thing on here. There's so many things in the Super Bowl tab. There's I can't so many find things. it again. Um, but I would presume that since it's a, the line is one and a half, which exists in that one to six band, I would assume the seven to 12 band is even higher money in your return. No, it definitely is. So you could bet both of those if you think Philly's going to win and you get paid if they win from anywhere from one to 12 points. And it just progressively gets sure more favorable the higher the blowout. These two are both super fun. They're ridiculous. But I don't think they're... I don't think they're com- as outlandish as it sounds. Miles Sanders to score the first Eagles touchdown and Travis Kelsey to score the first Chiefs touchdown is plus 1,800. For both things to happen. Both. Both. Miles Sanders first Eagles touchdown, Travis Kelsey first Chiefs touchdown, plus 1,800. I think that's pretty fucking reasonable. I think that's a decent return for two overall likely things to happen together. Miles Sanders to score the first touchdown of the game and the last touchdown of the game is plus 7,500. 75 to 1. Ooh. Man. See, that's the type of thing, though. If that happens, does he take the MVP away? Is that where, like, if you're going to bet that, do you also throw a cheap bet at Miles Sanders for MVP for whatever return that is? Because at that point, if you're betting on Miles Sanders to get two touchdowns, you might as well sprinkle a dollar or two on Miles Sanders' MVP. I think the problem is that, well, Sanders is 22 to 1 to win MVP, plus 2,200. Yeah, so if you bet a dollar on that first touchdown, last touchdown, and a dollar on Sanders' MVP, you could get 97 to 1 on your $2. <laughs> or, or, or you could get $97 back on your $2 bet. And Hurts would probably still be MVP. No, you're probably right, but I don't know. Two touchdown game, if he had good yards, might go his direction, especially if it's lower scoring like like we've talked about. Like in a game where they have three scores in total, if Miles Sanders is two of them, might go his way over Jalen. He would have to have yards too. Yeah, I agree. No, he'd have to have minimum 80 yards with those two touchdowns, but that'd be possible at that point. It's not insane. Not insane. 
unlike me, who is quite insane. Another category I like on here that'd just be fun to play with. I, I plan to do this more day of just because I want to give myself some some things to watch while Are you going to start fucking out with the cross sport? I am. Just a brief dalliance in the cross sport here. Uh, there's cross sport, cross sport specials on CBS where you can bet on... Uh, either Ja Morant gets more assists or Travis Kelsey gets more receptions. Uh, Jason Tatum gets, shoot uh, more assists or Dallas Godair more receptions. I, I refuse to not call him Godair. I, yeah. I like how he's French in your He's, he's, he's very French for me. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James points, rebounds, and assists versus Jalen Hurts rushing yards. LeBron PRAs against Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Where is the juice? Which which is more juiced up? It's super close, actually. So Jalen Hurts is minus 120. LeBron is minus 110 on that. Really? Yeah. Pretty close to even money. That's a, t- that's a toughie. I think I, I think I go towards LeBron on that one. They're playing Portland. Well, then the other thing you have to... You also have to wait till day of because LeBron just might not play that day. You always have to like you got to check on LeBron's status day up. Well, I'm for sure that I mean, they would they would void it if that were the case. Well, sure, but you know, just don't get your hopes up until you find out LeBron is playing for sure on that one. But yeah, they do this. There's those with NBA, college basketball, NHL, soccer, and MMA. So throughout the day, MMA. You, so th- throughout the day, if you want to set up like a, a little pre Super Bowl action where you know one of your results from the early thing, what are the, what are the MMA odds? Is it like rounds of a fight versus Harrison UFC, Butker field goals made? UFC two eighty four. Uh, let's see, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Jesus Islam Makashev. Total rounds uh, versus the Chiefs total touchdowns. Chiefs get plus 130. That gets total rounds at minus 160. There's only two on this one. And then the other one uh, on the same fight, total rounds versus Philly touchdowns, basically. Not a not a huge market for MMA Super Bowl cross-sport betting? No, only, only two options there. But yeah, if you want something to fuck around and watch in the early part of your day before the Super Bowl and you want to have like a little what-if is going to happen going into the Super Bowl based on another sport, that's a fun angle. What is the line on Patrick Mahomes' interceptions thrown versus Nilla Wafers stolen by Woodpeckers at a furry convention in March? Give me the first part there again. Mahomes' interceptions. Uh, I'm going to say more Nilla Wafers stolen. And I think that the juice would... Have... Minus 130 to the Nilla Wafers? Yeah, minus 130, maybe even minus 140. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think it's a somewhat heavy favorite. So you clearly agree with me that the the woodpeckers are the mischievous, woodpeckers. or the seagulls, the, anyone in the the, the, <laughs> the our feathery friends. Our feathery friends are there to fuck with the furries for sure. I like the mischief angle and the birds taking it more seriously. I want to know more so badly. Um, I like this one. This is a little. Unfortunately, it's a little bit serious, but I like it. Uh. Boston Scott over 10 rushing yards is plus 115. Over 10? 10. Yeah, I like that a lot. Has two good carries. That's Boom. it. That's all you need. That's it. Done and done. Yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, so I'm in the novelty prop section now. Coin toss, MVP, jersey number. But then we hit Scoragami. God. Which, in the era of going for it for two from two, there's actually some like. From two? Going, damn, this came out so poorly. 
going for two more frequently. There's the phrase I'm trying to get to. From the two-yard line. From the two. From wherever. Uh, I think the going for two, actually, it is automatically from From anywhere. Anywhere you want. (laughs) You pick your spot. (laughs) I I don't know what's going on in my brain. But plus 2K, eh, 20 to 1. Maybe some scoregami happens. Maybe some history in the Super Bowl. You're only, like, it's not against, uh, so, actually, that's what I'd have to know. Is this scoregami in NFL history or scoregami in NFL Super- history. Oh, damn. Right. Never not mind. just Super Bowl history. I was picturing amongst, I'm like, 50-some games in total? That's not that crazy. No, NFL history, I'm out on that. Yeah, that's a tough break. I love scoregami when it happens, but I need more than plus 2K to go against NFL history because there's just not that many number combinations left, and many of them are blowouts. The octopus was a bizarre one. I had never even heard this before. Nor had I. We had to look up before we started recording what an octopus was. I forgot already. Jesus, man. An, <laughs> an octopus is when the same player scores a touchdown and then scores the ensuing two-point conversion. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the Which we agreed that the, what, what did you say, it was plus 1,800? 18 to 1? Uh, 14 to 1. 14 to 1, which we agreed we did not think was a very reasonable price. We think it should be higher. However, I then said that I think I've only seen this happen a couple of times, and it was always Travis Kelsey when I've seen it happen. <laughs> and then you remember that Saquon got one at the beginning of the Saquon season. Saquon did it week one against Tennessee. A week one octopus. When, uh, when Coach of the Year, Brian Dayball, for the record, I'll drop that on you, was going up and down the sidelines asking all of his defensive players if they were cool with going for two if they scored. Which I thought was a pretty sweet thing. Even though he was going to fucking do it anyway. He was going to fucking do it. But it's a good like team-building yeah, approach, baby. right? I... I uh, if this was twenty to one, I'd fuck with it. If 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 I, I could get <laughs> if I could get twenty to one instead of fourteen to one on a Kelsey octopus, I'd be about it. But alas, alas, not high enough to interest me, even with such an amazing title as octopus. <laughs> <laughs> this was the segue to the show. Yeah, this this was this was where we started, folks. And uh, Nick made a a dick joke that was funny right before I pressed record. Based on the octopus. That was so full circle. That's what we started with. We landed in tentacle porn and an hour straight of talking about well, furries. I mean, it's with some scattered Super Bowl coverage. That's what happens. Oh, I like the. I do like the kick to hit a post at plus four fifty. Do you really like that that much? I I wish it was like plus six hundred. It feels a little low. The return on it feels slightly low, but it doesn't feel that unrealistic. I don't think kicks hit posts as often as you do. Maybe yeah, I guess the, I guess it's just more memorable when it happens than yeah. when a kick just goes through the uprights. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right about this, but I'm tempted by it no less. It's on my bet slip currently. I don't know if I'm going to place it or not, but I've got it on my bet slip. What's your What's your line on Kenneth Gainwell receptions versus goals scored by Manchester United? I'm going to say I'm going minus minus one fifteen Man U. I was going to say minus one thirty Gainwell. Update, I found the winning margin thing. You could go Eagles 1-6 to at plus 320, and then Eagles 7-12 to at plus 500. So you're getting plus 220 if the 1-6 to happens, and plus 400 at the 7-12. to And I think that's a way better way than, again, if, if you're comparing to betting the Eagles against the spread, that feels like a way better return option, much like your Jalen Hurts backdoor with the MVP call. There's some, there are some juicy 
college basketball <laughs> versus player props in here. Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard combined yards receiving versus total points scored by Purdue and Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, see, I like the hyper specificity of that. I also like uh, I like Chiefs. Chiefs minus one and a half is plus one twenty in the second half. I could see them being down by seven to ten in the first half and pulling it closer by the end. That was something I talked about last week or two weeks ago when I said that almost no matter what was going on, I was going to bet Bengals second half, and I did, and they and it won. <laughs> nice, well done. Yeah, they were only it was the line. Well, so the line was Bengals minus a half, and I just took the money line at one thirty, which I thought made more sense. But yeah, I think they were down by a touchdown at halftime. I was like, this is perfect, this is perfect scenario for what I was hoping for. Perfect scenario is. What was that like? A it was like Yoda from London. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. It was. What else do you have? You have anything else exciting here? No, I was really hoping to find more weirder. Like I just can't find any like weirder props. I wanted to bet like over under amount of times we see the Kelsey mom, who has been like all the rage in the media. The past week and a half with Over, a like, double under jersey thing. TikTok videos posted by Patrick Mahomes' brother. Yeah, like I wanted to bet on more shenanigany stuff like that that's not really directly related to the game. Over under Budweiser commercials. Like I like I was I was hoping to find some more weird shit and I just couldn't find it. At D2B2 Sports listeners, shout us out on Twitter. Point me in the right direction. I want to bet on some weird shit to happen. I can't find the anthem. I know it's two minutes and six seconds, but I can't find it. It makes me wonder if something got leaked, like somebody leaked uh, a practice time, mm. which happened two years ago. Yeah. Maybe it happened this year, too. Could have happened. You could be right. Here's some, here's some trivia for you. I love it. What do you think is the most watched halftime show in any Super Bowl? Um... I'm going to guess from, like, three eras here. I'm going to go with Lady Gaga in recent memory. I'm going to go Prince. And I'm going to go last year, the Dr. Dre one. I think those are all pretty good guesses. I think Prince is a very good guess. I would have guessed uh, I would have guessed Michael Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is that you're going too far back in time to where ratings are less just because there's fewer people and yeah. TVs. Uh, the answer is actually Katy Perry. Really? Yeah. The one with the furries? With, with the shark. Left shark. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what it was? Left shark? Yeah, was, people loved that fucking thing. Was it like left shark, like drunk or something? I think, I mean, was like I fucking everything up? Yeah, or? I don't know what, I, I don't know. I just there was a problem being, with there was left fur, shark. There, there was, was an furries issue. and stuff. There I know that. certainly were. Not why I brought this up. Just coincidence. Just coincidence. Yeah, all right, fair enough. The furries uh, helped fuel the most watched Super Bowl halftime. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that might have also been right at the back end of, like, when the game was mostly still being televised and people were mostly still watching it over cable. Like, that's, like, right at the time period where, pe- where we're starting to get more and more into streaming which I feel like has to skew the numbers in the negative in terms of the way they like currently quantify ratings. I guess that's probably valid. What was that? Was that that crappy Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl? 
Ugh, I, it might have been. I don't remember what Super Bowl that happened in, though, to be honest. I think it was. I'm going to look it up. Left Shark. Left Shark. Here it is. Left Shark Incident Explained. <laughs> How Katy Perry's Super Bowl 49 halftime show became a meme. Tell me more. No. No. Ah, oh, man, what a tease. I know. Can you name anybody else that performed with Katy Perry? I don't remember these people being in this. No, I don't really remember this well, to be honest. Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Tight. All right. Yep. Cool. I'm always pro either of those people popping up. Well, no, I don't remember them. I don't remember this performance other than the furries, if I'm being honest. Oh, fuck. This was the... This was the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl. This was the... Oh, that's why I don't remember just this. Just give it to Marshawn Lynch yeah. Super Bowl. That's why I don't remember this, because, yeah, I bl- I blocked it out from my memory entirely, apparently. Ugh. Fucking Malcolm Butler. It's terrible. Yeah, I have no further thoughts, my friend. Do you have uh, additional pepperings of Super Bowl coverage you want to give? Any betting stuff? Any proppy stuff? Any looking ahead I'm trying to build a single game parlay. I have been for the past 10 minutes of one that I thought would make sense. And uh, I don't know. I'm not having as much luck as I, as I thought I would in terms of things that I think are like reasonable value worth discussing. However, I think that the Super Bowl is like the best time to just fuck around with money when you're playing Super Bowl props. Like, I don't think you have to look at everything from, like, a strictly financially advantageous angle when it comes to sports betting. Like, I think it's good to, like, be diligent and, like, find value in things. But I think it's also fine to just have fun, right? Like, you don't need to be solely focused on betting responsible and being profitable all the time. And I think the Super Bowl is a good time to kind of play around and do some stuff like that. Yeah, throw a couple weird things out there for sure. Have some fun. Get into some shenanigans. You'll have a good time still. And if you hit on one of the weirder things you do, it probably winds up being a profitable day. And it's probably fun as shit, and it's something you'll remember for a long time. Uh, Closing thoughts. I'll do some brief recap on this NFL.com fantasy challenge we've been in for weeks. As Nick and I mentioned, both of our teams are pretty kaput at this point. (laughs) I'm in in the top 8,000 because I had all triple multipliers last week, but I'm just going to fall lower because I now have all single multipliers in the Super Bowl. But I'm looking at the people in, like, the highest rankings, and they all have, like, a lot of Bengals, a lot of 49ers. Like, this leaderboard is going to get shaken wide open again because there's no one even towards the top that's super heavy on a Chiefs-Eagles build. So... This thing could be pretty interesting. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little. I'll give you my rundown of what I swapped to. As everyone knows, I did a full San Francisco and Cincinnati build to get the multipliers. I guessed the wrong teams, so now I've jumped over to Mahomes, Jarek McKinnon, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Kelsey, <laughs> Jake Elliott, Eagles. It's like the most predictable. Yeah, but at this point, you know, I'm just like going with the best players that do the things. I agree. Like, you know, I'm getting all single multipliers anyway. I might as well just take the best guys. Fook it. Fook it. But, alas, Nick and I probably effed all over that bad boy. But we'll find out. Anything is possible. We effed? We effed. In the A. The albatross? Right in the albatross. That's exactly what I was going for, yeah. Big bird to dress up at as a, as a oh, convention. Oh, man. You stroll in in a good albatross costume at a birdie convention. You're the man. 
You are the fucking man for or sure. Or the she man. Yeah, you are getting free seed all night. See what I did there? That's, I got, that's solid double yeah. entendre. Nice nest to sit down in somewhere. Yeah, fuck yeah. You're getting some tail all day. I yeah. love it. Yeah, great spot to end. So if you're interested in more talk about furries and or birdies and or the battle between these two different uh, but similar and adjacent fan groups. Albatross don't share the birdbath. Albatross definitely don't share the birdbath. Fuck no. Uh, keep following along with all the stuff we do here at D2B2Sports, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter at that handle. Like, follow, subscribe, five stars, comment, rate. Do the shit, man. Just do it up. Busting out those clicks. It feels good. You'll feel better afterwards. You'll click. You'll be like, oh, that's nice. That feeling is nice. I feel good already. I'm feel, just thinking about it. Just thinking about the clicks <laughs> makes Nick feel good. Uh, also, check out all of our other offerings here at Good Fun Media. We have... After the Laugh Track, dropping sitcom fandom podcasts every Thursday, talking about our favorite sitcoms, the reasons we love them, ranking stuff within them, other weird exercises, and of course, Morons of the Multiverse, our Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast, dropping new episodes every Wednesday. We are gearing up towards Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania over there, so we just did our Phase 4 awards, we did our Phase 5 preview and next week, we'll be dropping our Scott Lang assessment of his character leading up to the events of Quantumania. So if you're getting ready for that movie and you're excited, pop into Morons of the Multiverse. Check out what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Big Nick over there, thank you for being you and having fun with me and talking about furries and dalliance, light little brief talks of football as well. <laughs> Both topics were fun. I'm excited. Excited for the Super Bowl. Excited for the season to come to a close. Already diving into some draft coverage, some draft research, some dynasty rookie draft coverage. We'll have a, at least an episode on that, probably a couple episodes on that. Absolutely. Those are on the horizon. Also, a couple more absurd fantasy drafts. We're kind of due to do one of those again. We've been chatting with our old pals, Adam and Dickie, to plan a time to get them back on here to do another ridiculous draft concept. Uh, we're going to get into some NBA and college hoops coverage. I've been toying with the notion of us doing a live draft cast during the NFL draft. Tricky. we got to make sure we don't get sued. Why would we get sued? I don't know. I don't know much about this stuff, man. Learning All as we we'd go be here. doing would just be recording and discussing the draft as it goes on. There's nothing sue-worthy about that. Guess. I don't know, man. The NFL is hella litigious. I'd be more concerned about getting zooted and not being able to know what i'm talking about well yeah that's a constant concern no question that is a, that is of course a parable that we can run into for sure yeah no drinking until the draft you're gonna starts. get some high quality analysis on the first 12 picks you're gonna get some borderline valuable information on the next seven second half of the first round nothing of value is going to be provided by me whatsoever unless i'm screaming because i'm excited about whatever wide receiver the giants draft Right on. Well, that's something to look that's forward it. to in April, Everything D2B2 fans. Pure chaos. Yeah, definitely look forward to that down the road at D2B2 Sports. Keep your eyes peeled for our draft coverage, because apparently Nick's going to get really drunk for it. I think I'm one of few people in the world that enjoy the NFL draft more than the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, draft night's a huge night for Big Nick. By a wide margin. My guy loves a, my guy loves the draft in a, in a very intense way. So be hyped for that as listeners. And, uh, you know, you stay classy, motherfuckers. We love you. Tell me more. No.
and I have just finished taking my first shit of the morning. Dave, back to you. I do declare. Blink, blink. It's a gangbang in an ocean villa. Pluck the muck duck. Who's the bottom, who's the middle, and who's the top in the Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Will Smith threesome? Can you set me up with another DP? That's my wet dream right there. We've got unlimited wool now. Patrick Mahomes' interceptions thrown versus Nilla Wafers stolen by woodpeckers at a furry convention in March. Like that, I don't know, he just like went to a garage sale and found a book that said how to play running back in the NFL, and he was like, oh look, I've got a dollar fifty in my pocket, maybe I should buy this, and now I'm a fucking Pro Bowl running back again. Oh, tentacle porn. Because you want random middle-aged dudes in Oklahoma to be like, I want to fuck like that guy. Ours are very menacing letters. Squirrels are squirrely. Do Scottish boys use underwear? Over the clothes stuff. I would woof morning wood at this guy every single day. Snoop Dogg, the ping pong player, the bad boy of ping pong. <laughs> Shit on your blanket. Eggs! Eggs! I got these eggs. You want them? If you travel back in time, don't bang your mom. Bojack Horse Mom. Uh, I'm going to say more Nilla Wafer stolen. Oh, boy, make sure to give the double flush next time. It is smelling bad out here. Thanks. Chuck, back to you. Thanks, Tom. You stroll in in a good albatross costume at a birdie convention. You're the man. You are the fucking man, for or sure. Or the she-man. Yeah, you are getting free seed all night. 